What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. I am the Martian, joined by my co-host, as always, Ozzy. And this week, we're going to be talking about the UFC Fight Night card going down this weekend from the UFC Apex headline by Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. 12 fights to analyze for you guys this week. What's up, Ozzy? How are we doing this week, my man? I'm doing great. We're about to turn the page over to Gemini season, which you obviously know is always a big time of year for me. But unfortunately, Uncle Dana served us up. So good card um, to to lead us into Memorial Day weekend, which the UFC always takes off because you know Dana White loves his country, um, and he he definitely uh, you know donates I think and you know spends his time with veterans all the time, and you know he always wants to have his people you know have that week off. So he's let's a great do our guy. best here. He's an awesome guy. I love him. Right. Let's let's do our best here. Next week's card, that June third card, I feel way more bangers on it. A lot more fights that I'm, you know, very interested in seeing and, uh, you know, having some action on. Well, let's see what we could do with this card. Maybe a few opinions here and there. But definitely, man, this prelim card is rough, is a rough one. It is. It is. There's there's maybe two or three fights that should be entertaining that you can look forward to, uh, like CDF Johnson, uh, maybe Mahashate Borshev, Hernandez Shabazian. But outside of that, looking pretty bleak, I do agree that June 3rd card looks, uh, you know, a little more uh, promising. Um, and, you know, you were just saying something about Gemini season. Uh, I watched an interview with Mackenzie Dern. She was reiterating something you've been saying for a while. She said, I'm 30 now. I'm feeling in the athletic prime of my career. And that's what you were saying with this, these 93 kids is, is they, uh, it just happens to align with like the prime of your athletic career. Around She's a little age. late. She's a little late to notice, but it was because she was in, you know, uh, she was married. Right. So that was, uh, you know, her chalk. I think one of her chakras, I, I'm talking to a girl. She's t- teaching me about chakras. I think one of her chakra uh, gates was suppressed. And now that she opened up that hole, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> she's back and she's ready to dominate. And uh, yeah. yeah, she's going she's gonna to do a number on your girl to, uh, on Saturday. She's opening up a few holes, I bet. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, be, being a single mother is probably not at the best base for MMA, if we're being honest. That interview, yeah. though, she was just talking about how she's like going from camp to camp and like a lot going on in her life. But, you know, bad signs for Mackenzie there. She not, so she, she's not with Perillo anymore? That, I don't, I don't think so. At least I'm not well, I'm not completely sure, but um she's fucking weird, but it don't matter, bro. Angela Hill does not know jujitsu and the only way for her to win, Kenzie, is with jujitsu. Yeah, well we'll get to that a little bit later. First thing we gotta talk about is uh these eleven fights before that, and we're starting things off uh with the bottom of the barrel here, guys. Welterweight division, Takeshi Sato, Themba, Garimbo, uh pick 'em line here, minus one ten on both sides. Um I've got a I've got a confident opinion in this one, and is if you are confident in any bet on this fight, you need to reevaluate things, guys, because these two guys suck at MMA, and there's really not like a good like feel on how like I don't even know, man. I don't know how anybody could like research these guys and come away with like, oh, I'm confident in this guy or I'm confident in this bet. I see some people liking the overs uh, and the goes the distance. I guess maybe, but I don't know, man. This shit's gonna be sloppy. I really realistically could see either guy winning, but I, I truthfully have no idea how this one's gonna play out. I guess Garimbo's gonna try to grapple. Uh Sato's a pretty horrible grappler, but man, I don't know. Well, any any thoughts at all here with conviction, Ozzy? Um, I mean the only thought that I have is that, you know, maybe Sato 
him in here in a southpaw. You know, maybe could get to Themba, but dude, honestly, I don't have opi- I didn't have opinions really of the Themba guy in his first fight either. Lost that by submission, right? Uh, Fletcher, yeah, submitted, yeah. right? Yeah. So I don't really have too many thoughts about him. Then I saw him. You know, he was moving around a little bit, a little explosive, but then he just kind of faded, like kind of quickly, and you know, I don't know. Um, so I would honestly pick Sato. I mean, I pick him. I I take Sato, even though. His ground game has looked so pitiful. He just doesn't look that interested. Got knocked out. Like, the worst thing has happened. Things have happened to this guy. Like, getting put out immediately by Brown Battle. Having your back taken for the whole round against fucking, what's his name? Gunner, Gunner. Nelson. Having a debut against Bilal, Bilal. Muhammad. Getting finished like by Bilal. Getting finished by Bilal. Yeah, it's like, man, a lot of bad things have happened for this dude. So maybe he's due for a break. So... I'll, I'll pick Sato. I like it. Yeah, my instincts point me towards Grimbo, but I'm going to pick against those instincts here, and yeah. I'll agree with you in, in yes. picking Sato. Uh, but no bets for us there. Moving along to the women's flyweight division, Natalia Silva taking on Victor- Victoria Leonardo here. Massive favorite, Silva minus 1,000, Leonardo plus 700. Any thoughts on this mega-juiced women's MMA fight? I have zero thoughts on this fight, other than I know people that lead. 500 on uh silva and they feel real confident about it so that's that's all i gotta say about that fight man those people need they need jesus or something because i don't know um i i'm getting to the point where i think there is a a value to be had on victoria leonardo because I mean, first of all, guys, we're talking about a woman at minus 1,000. And just rewatching Silva's most recent fight against Blada. Isn't Blada, like, a, mostly a kickboxer? And she was, you know, getting to the clinch, getting her hands clasped. She took her down. She had her in a triangle for a second. Uh, and I just think that th- this is just an overreaction. I mean, Silva's got two UFC fights, and she's minus 1,000. I think Leonardo will try to clinch, will try to gla- grapple. And if she has any success for even a minute or two, uh, she'll be the value side at plus 700. So keep it a, a, a keep it a dog shelter size bet here uh, because that's likely what it is. But, um, you know, plus 700, how wrong can you really be? Um, Next fight is a highly anticipated fight. Lightweight debut for Chase Hooper taking on Nick Fiore. The odds for this one, Fior minus 122, Chase Hooper plus 102. Man, this fight has got the people going this week. We're getting two-way line movement on both guys. The early week betters came in and took up Fior. Not sure what that was all about. Uh, but then, you know, the midweek, we're starting to get some Hooper buyback, and I'm a part of that Hooper buyback. I took him for one unit at plus 125 on DraftKings. Um, just because this is probably going to be a grappling fight, uh, and I, I just trust you know, the the more UFC experienced guy. Hooper has been at this higher level for a longer period now. Um, and, you know, I guess Fiore is probably going to be the better striker and wrestler of the two, but I just think these are bound to have uh, competitive grappling exchanges. Fiore looked really, uh, you know, pretty spent in that second half of that fight, even though it was short notice in his debut against Rebecca. Uh, but I, I'll just go Hooper, you know. Um, and he's he's fighting with, with a heavy heart after the MMA community lost Felipe Colares, who he beat. So I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna pull this one off in honor of Felipe uh, and get the win here in his lightweight debut. What about you? Love it. I love Chase Hooper. He's the boy. He I mean pulverized uh, Felipe Colares. That that was in his last. Fight. He fought um he got knocked out in his last fight. Garcia. So, yeah. So he got yeah. knocked out in his last fight, but he was a huge favorite in that fight. 
And um and yeah, you know, he's fighting a guy Nick Fior who like realistically, dude, Nick Fior has never been in a real fight. Ever, ever, ever. Um, you know, the Rebecca fight, like he just doesn't do a, a lot of stuff. Um, I don't really think this guy's got a lot of power. Um, and I it'll be competitive early, obviously. You know, that's why it's like close to pick him and all. But I think it'll be competitive early. But I just feel the consistent pace of Chase Hooper. This guy just doesn't stop, bro. Even when he's getting killed, this motherfucker's, you know, pulling guard, trying to get a get your back, throwing up a leg lock, triangle. Like he's doing everything he possibly can to win the fight. He doesn't really get tired. He doesn't really get discouraged that much, you know. Um, and I do feel, you know, as someone personally, like, you know, when I was like 21, 22, I definitely noticed a difference. Like after a bit of weight training, um, I got way stronger. And it was like, there was people that I would have a very, very difficult time with that, um, you know, kind of afterwards are like, oh man, you got like some man strength now. Like, you know, I definitely feel, you know, the, the difference. And I definitely feel that that will happen. It's not if, it's when it happens for Chase Hooper. Um, cause you'll go from like being gangly to having maybe like a little bit extra grip strength, being a little bit better base, like, you know, structurally not getting uh, moved and shaken up as uh, easily. Um, and I just don't think Nick Fiore is that good. Like if he gets put on his back, I feel like chases him. You have to cut through this dude's guard. He's nasty. He throws good strikes, always looking for submissions, looking to tie the guy up. So I just feel chase, you know, he's got some bad tape, right? For sure. But the guy was super young, man. Like, he couldn't even buy a beer for a lot of the fights that he has had. Um, and he's just going to keep it. I, like, there's no way this guy's not going to improve. Um, and he's just even tougher than fucking Nick Fior as well. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, give me Chase Hooper, dude. He's got double the fights, this guy. Like, this dude, Nick Fior, really has never been in a real fight. And you're going to lay juice on him in an MMA fight because you don't like Chase Hooper. How was wait? Well, well, Rebecca was a real fight though, wasn't it? Barely, dude. Come on, that's like not a really, barely a real fight. Like he was just on his back the whole fucking time. Yeah, but I don't know. He, do he deserves a little bit. He he deserves a little credit. He's for been that in one. he's been in one fight. Been in one. Fight. There you go. He's had he's had um, like ten. You know, but seven. you said Hooper's got to improve. I don't know, bro. Like I haven't seen many improvements from him so far. And uh, I think Hooper's could... Hooper's left a southpaw. Rebecca's not, or this guy's never seen that. Um, okay, so we're going with the Teenage Dream. Next fight, uh, heavyweight division, Ira Latifi, Rodrigo Nascimento. Odds for this one, Nascimento minus 194, Latifi plus 169. Any thoughts on this only heavyweight fight on the card? Um, I'm surprised that Latifi is back. That's first. Um, second, you know, uh, Nascimento, I just feel that if you, if, if, um, he's not grappling first, he's just not that good of a fighter. Um, and I feel like Latifi will either grapple first or probably not be able to get taken down by, uh, by Nascimento, maybe early. Uh, but again, sloppy fight. Like, do you really want to bet Latifi? Some people are nuts and they're like, yeah. I mean, I lay, how much juice do we have to lay against uh, Olenek? What was that? Well, I, I bet one, minus 175, I think. Yes, I think similar to that. So that was an easy bet. Here, it's like just, it's going to be a lay and pray. You know what I mean? And the, fa the fact is, like, Nascimento, even though he's, you know, you haven't really seen him on his back, he's going to have something compared to fucking Alexio Linick and some of these other guys that Latifi's taken down. And he's just, like, huffing and puffing, too. Like, if Rodrigo is able to make him work at all, 
Um, you should be able to get him to severely slow down. That's but that's how some of these fights come down to. You know what I mean? Where it's like the guys are fighting a bit, and you're like, well, wow, if you just stopped one takedown, you would have won the fight. You know what I mean? Like, hey, if you would have stopped that one takedown in the second round, you'd have won the fight. Um, so I could see that something like that happening. Um, but I think Nasimato should be able to throw some jabs. You know, maybe hurt Latifi with a few shots and. You know, pick up a win somehow, some way. Uh, I like the over in this fight, or the goes the distance specifically. Um, just because uh, Latifi seems extremely reluctant to use any energy in fights, so I just think the the chances that he finishes are are quite low. I think he's going to have to catch Nascimento with like a big punch and just put him out. Uh, because when we've seen him on the ground in his past few fights, and you can just clearly see he has no interest in finishing on the ground. He's not looking to submit. He's not looking to unleash ground and pound. He's looking to maintain top position, win rounds, and win fights, which is smart, honestly. Um, Nascimento, a bit of the same. I think he's a little more urgent on top, but uh, I was watching the Tanner Bosser fight. He gets Bosser down. Bosser goes full guard, and, you know, for two minutes, he's staying in that full guard. He doesn't even look to, you know, pry the legs open and look to pass the guard. He's just chilling on top. He, he does eventually, you know, move to some better positions throughout the fight. But I get the same feeling that he's, you know, looking to, to preserve cardio. He knows Latifi's not an easy out on, on bottom. And I just think that this fight is likely to have a lot of grappling. And I think that that's pretty good for the, uh, the goes to distance. I think those two are pretty correlated. Um, you know, I was actually fairly impressed with Nascimento's cardio in that bosser fight. You know, he won round one, lost round two, and then dug deep to get the takedown and win the third round there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, I think Nascimento probably will get it done. Although I was watching Latifi's fight against Olenek, and like you, you just see that he has very good instincts as a wrestler. Like he's still very seasoned in the game of wrestling. It's just uh, it's very rare that these guys are fighting a guy who want to take them down. It's usually vice versa. So I think there's a lot unknown about this fight, considering that um, you know Nascimento hasn't faced many takedown attempts in his career. So um, I think from a- I could definitely see Latifi carrying this motherfucker on his shoulder slamming them yeah like i think like it probably who lands the first takedown is gonna win uh and it's not out of the question that latifi can hit that first takedown and you know make make him look like a good bet here so you think you you think think latifi you think latifi could get out from under yeah that's tough man it really is when was last never has latifi ever been on his back i'm thinking i think Corey anderson might have put him there is that true Back in you know four, four years ago or something, um, but that's that's what I was saying. That's why this one's tough. Yeah, um, did he take him down? Court? No, no takedowns. Um, yeah, so like, has this guy has Latifi ever been fucking taken down in the UFC? No, I don't think he ever has. That's, that's fucking crazy. Um, so I mean, yeah, based on that alone, the guy's been in the UFC cage for almost three hours and has never been taken down. Maybe I exaggerated that. Maybe it's a little closer to two hours. Um, but. Yeah, takedown defense a hundred percent. So Latifi is the side here at money line, and I I like to go with the distance plus one twenty five. Um, that one should be entertaining for as long as it lasts. Um, welterweight division next: Orion Kasi taking on Gilbert Urbina. Odds for this one: Kasi uh, minus one fifteen, Urbina minus one hundred five. Heavy, heavy steam on Urbina. He was plus one thirty five to start the week, all the way down to near a pick'em here. The market is loving Urbina. Um, I don't really get it. Um, you know, I think that this fight, 
is going to be a, a grind of, of both guys possibly trying to take each other down. I think Urbina will be more urgent to take the fight to the floor early on uh, because that's just his MO throughout most of his fights is he's looking to take guys down and get them down. But I don't think he's really a good wrestler or grappler. Um, and based on Orion Costi's fight against Matt Dixon, I thought he did good things there in terms of stuff and takedowns, getting up once getting taken down. And then he took over that fight on cardio and just, you know, I just think that that was a very good analog for this type of fight, because I think it could look very, very similar to that <laughs> fight where Urbina might get him down early, might not accomplish much. And then he slows down. Urbina slowed badly in the, uh, the fight against, um, Brian Battle, he was getting dropped with jabs and punches left and right from uh, Treshawn Gore. So if he had cardio issues and chin issues at 185, and now he's cutting back down to 170, I just think those issues could be amplified a little bit more. And Kasi did have a, a kind of a, an embarrassing fight uh, against uh, Diamond. Uh, it was 1-1 heading into the third round, and he dug deep there and got that that takedown to win the third round there. So I think cardio favors Kasi a little bit more. Kasi's a little more experienced at this level, so I'll be going with him at, at my as my pick at Pick'em. Should hit the cards here. Um, maybe Kasi round three at plus twelve hundred. Any thoughts for you here? Yeah, um, Urbina fucking sucks, and you know I, I'd agree that I wanted to bet the guy. Like, did he have? He didn't even have any fights outside the UFC, right? He like he hasn't. Urbina, he's fought like yeah. uh, he fought Sean Brady actually. Um, no, no, no. I meant since his. Oh since no, his, yeah, he that that it, he has taken like two years off. Yeah, so he hasn't done shit the whole time. Obviously, he's gonna come in at one seventy. The guy, he's a you know, let's just be frank. He's a wild Mexican in that first round, right? He's fucking coming at you, right? That's why he's eating jabs. He's taking knees. Right, he's a Mexican. I guess he he doesn't like the American flag because he's always taking a knee, dude. Quickly after these fights start start, but I just feel that Orion. I need to see these guys both weigh in because Okasi, whatever Okasi, he missed. I don't know what his weight was against the uh, blood. He missed weight. He looked horrible. He did. He looked horrible. Um, and I definitely that definitely contributed. I think uh, you know, to that piss poor performance so i'm hoping that he's coming in a little bit better shape but if he does i do think that um wise early maybe it's like kind of you know it could be competitive but urbina really like he he doesn't really have a second or third gear and to his credit kasi does if he does if he shows up he has shown that you know some grit and uh, some grind. And I think he just has like a better plan over a course of like a three round fight to try to win as opposed to Urbina, who he's just going to come in there, maybe have some spots, have some moments, maybe early, maybe in the, you know, end of the first round, beginning. I don't know when. Could get a little hairy, maybe. Um, but, but I think Orion, at the end of the day, you know, being more active. Um, hopefully having a wake-up call in that last fight where he could have lost it, like already got docked some pay, blah, blah, blah. This is a fight where it's like, man, you know, this is a good fight for him, you know, to try to win, right, you know, in terms of UFC-level fights. So I'm going to just roll with him, but, you know, we got a height difference here, you know, a little bit of a size difference. So he's going to have to show up on his game, but I'm not betting. But I'll pick Orion Kasi. Yeah, I, I think so too. And um, 
I do think we're going to see Urbina look a little better because he he hadn't fought since 2019. He joined the Ultimate Fighter at kind of up a weight class, and uh, you know he didn't look too good in in the Ultimate Fighter in the finale. But I think we'll actually will see some improvements from him here. But still, can't be relying on that stuff when you're when you're making bets. Um, so that'll move us along to the women's strawweight division. Carolina Kovacavich taking on Vanessa Demopoulos. Odds for this one: uh, KK minus one thirty, Demo plus one ten. Uh, I actually kind of like this fight. I like both these women overall. What are your thoughts here? I don't like Vanessa Demopoulos. Um, and I feel that, you know, she's gotten really lucky. Her UFC run, you know, getting a few girls that suck on the ground. Like, whatever happened in that. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I've, I've yet to watch that GU Frey fight because I'm not. I don't really give a shit. Like, overall. Like, I watched I watched, I, I watched one round. And I, I thought, I'm like, well, every round is going to look like this. So I think I'm good. Um, so you know the 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 main thing. Have you what the, have um? Yes. People ask weird questions like you, uh, very often. Martian is actually what I'm noticing. Um, but the what? Why? Why did somebody just ask you a weird question? question? But look, the Maria Oliveira fight though, I will give her credit because she was she kind of fought to her strengths there, and that is the main thing that I'm going to talk about here is that. These girls, you know, Carolina, obviously, her last fight, she struck for a lot of it. But in her fights, she just often grappled. They're just grappling. Happen. It, just, it just happens. And I feel with the, the women, the main thing is, like, some Martian, you've seen, like, Abu Dhabi, right? Like, ADCC, those kinds of things, right? You'll often see the men, right? They, they don't, they, they go for takedowns on each other. They can't get them, whatever. But you rarely see girls stalemate in terms of trying to grapple, take each other down. Because at the end of the day, you know what? They're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go to the ground. Let's see what happens. And I, that's what I noticed, I think, with all these girls. And I think this fight is going to hit the ground one way or another, whether Vanessa pulls guard, stripper guard, whether she takes Carolina down, whether Carolina takes her down. Somehow they're going to hit the ground. So I think the fight is actually going to probably play out a little bit closer than a lot of people expect when they think about the girl's skills. Because skill for skill, strategy, all these things. Carolina blows her out of the water. Like, you know, uh, Vanessa Demopoulos is very opportunistic and all these kinds of things. But I feel that Carolina has much more built, you know, put together a a fight, you know, game plan. But I will say this woman has been getting hit clean in the face in a lot of these, in in, in both of those uh, last two fights. Like Felice hit her kind of easily and Silvana hit her, but her chin held up pretty good. Vanessa has dropped a few girls. So I think this is going to be a good scrap. I like Carolina because she's just more well-rounded, has gone these three rounds fighting, you know, girls in, like, more contentious fights. But I also still don't 100% trust her defensive grappling. Um, but I'll still pick her because, you know, I think her game is better than Vanessa Demopoulos. It is. This, is, this should be Carolina. Um you know, I don't like doing the whole like compare prices type of thing from like last fights, but uh, early in early in the fight week last time, uh, Maria Oliveira was favored over Demopolis at a pretty similar price. Um, and Maria Oliveira is a complete trash fighter uh, with like one UFC win. Carolina has been around for 
seven or seven or eight years. Um, and even though she had a, a really bad lapse in her career a few years back where she lost a lot of fights, she's actually come back and looked very good and competent in her past two fights. Uh, both fights, I just think that she approached them with a good game plan. I mean, Felice Herrick, the odds were really close there. She absolutely destroyed her on the mat in that fight. And then Silvana, I just thought she did everything well there. She mixed in her takedowns. She pressured Silvana and got her on the back foot. She was throwing a lot of her own striking volume there versus Silvana. She did lose that final third round, but uh, just did enough to win the first two rounds. And I thought it was a pretty intelligent performance from Carolina. Um, and now, you know, Vanessa, she's coming off two wins. But, I mean, the Jinyu Fry decision was uh, a very lucky decision. The majority of people scored that fight for Jinyu Fry. I think if you look on MMA decisions, like 9 out of 10 people uh, of the uh, the precious MMA media scored it for Jinyu Fry. Um, so she was kind of lucky to get that one. And then she beats uh, Maria Oliveira, who is, like I was just saying, just a trash fighter. Um and, you know, the way she won that fight is she hit a few takedowns on Oliveira, who's terrible on bottom. She dropped Oliveira, uh, but she still struggled with the distance striking of Oliveira in that fight. And I just feel Carolina is a little bit better and it's more experienced everywhere. Vanessa could catch her with some sort of arm bar on the mat. But if this fight hits the decision and we see like a full fight between these two, I'm pretty confident Carolina is going to display the better skill. So um, not one for advocating women's MMA favorites, but I do think this price is good on Carolina. Uh, you know, I cap her closer to like, I don't know, 60, 65-ish percent here. So um, I like her and I'll probably end up with a better on here myself. We're going to move on to the last fight of the prelim. Should be a fun striking fight here in the lightweight division. Mahashate taking on Vlacheslav Borshev. The odds for this one, Borshev minus 155, Mahashate plus 135. Uh, kind of two action coming in on this one, but odds staying about the same all week. Um, and I mean, this one should be a striking fight. You know, both these guys are not good grapplers. I would say Borshev is actually the worst grappler of the two. And, you know, early in the week, I was thinking Mahashate would probably be the side. After watching some tape, I kind of think the line is just just about accurate where it's at um, because these guys both could hurt each other on the feet. But I think that if we see an extended striking fight here, I think Borshev just has a little more thought and uh, attritional behind his uh Behind his striking, you know, he works the leg kicks, he rips the body, he throws in combination pretty well. He's pretty defensively bad and just sloppy at all things. But um, I didn't really like Mahashate's fight against Estra Madura, which was a, a, a kickboxing fight. He got wobbled in round one there. Came back to win the second and third rounds, but just didn't have a super high volume in those rounds. And I think it's probably going to take a, a high volume, 15-minute striking affair to win this fight. So I guess uh, Borshev is probably a little more likely to do so. So I guess this line is just about accurate for me. Don't really have that many thoughts on this fight. You know, I was big on Hoffa Garcia last fight that uh, had, uh, Ahashate had because I was like, man, this guy... Just not very well put together. Doesn't look that strong to me. Doesn't look that, def like, you know, dangerous. Like, he caught Steve Garcia. But I feel like if he kind of starts planting his feet, going to exchange like that, he's going unconscious. Or it's just not going to be something that he'll be able to consistently do. But the issue is with both these guys is I like fighters that they are going to be able to, like, fight in a different way if their plan A doesn't work. And I don't think either of these guys have a plan B. I don't even know what Mahashate's plan A is, to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I mean, he, I, I would, I do like that, you know, that last fight, like how 
depth and tough it was. Like I'm sure he took some, you know, some learning from that, from that. But uh, I would rather, honestly, I would still rather pay Mahashate because I'm. There's no way I'm laying juice on on Sava. But but at least Sava, you know, this guy, his grappling is so bad, but he he didn't give up. You know, he he still looked interested. He you know against uh, Mark the Casey, but. This fight fucking sucks. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be entertaining. It's definitely not good. That fight, that fight is awful, Martian. Come yeah, on. but it is awful. But don't you think it'll? Be, it has the potential to be entertaining. Maybe. Like I, if Slava just takes him down and holds. Him no, down. that's not gonna happen. If it, if anything, I think Mahashate will be landing takedowns here. But I don't know. Next fight uh, is the first fight on the main card. Fun one here. Two veteran fighters, lightweight division. Michael Johnson taking on Carlos Diego Ferreira. Odds for this one: CDF minus one sixty three. MJ plus one forty three. Your turn to start this one off. Yeah, I didn't see this one coming. Um, pause. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, CDF obviously has been out for a while. He, he had a run where, you know, people were respecting him definitely a lot. You know, he was, you know, favorite in a bunch of his fights. Um, you know, uh, underdog against that, uh, what's that guy? Maribach type small. Yeah. Your boy, your boy was like, that guy's going to be a UFC champion. You remember him? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, Manpreet. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. That guy. Um, but uh yeah, but you know the shocking thing is like one that Carlos Diego Ferreira never has really been a takedown artist. Two, he's been knocked out or hurt by southpaws on a number of occasions. Um three, his cardio's look sketchy sometimes, but his chin has always looked pretty good. Um and obviously we know Michael Johnson is allergic to the ground. Obviously, in this point in his career, he might mess around a little bit with the wrestling, with you know, with with, with a the black zillions or what what do they call kill cliff over there maybe he'll mess around with the wrestling but he's not this guy's not doing jujitsu so if the fight goes to the ground i think he's in like the most amount of trouble anyone could be in but the issue is that cdf doesn't really have he's like a a, a women's mma grappler he doesn't really have double legs and single legs and his takedown defense is also bad but you know, if he gets the clinch, like that's like his opportunity to to take, get a takedown, maybe shrugging guys to the back. But he's a great counter grappler. Um, but the thing is, Michael Johnson has no grappling to counter, so it's like jokes on you. So um, should still be a good fight, I think. But I still like CDF. Like I know you like Michael Johnson. Spoiler alert. But the fact is, like CDF does keep his hands pretty high up. You know. Um, and Michael Johnson, he did get dropped by, what's his name? Jamie Malarkey and uh, some other dude. I forgot the other guy that fucked him up. But I'm, Me too. I just want to I, I just want to watch this fight. Who dropped him? I don't remember Michael that. Michael Johnson, do something stupid. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. Uh, at one point, CDF is going to get his hands on Michael Johnson and take his back. So... I, uh, Michael Johnson had a rough 2019, 2020, 2021. He lost uh, several fights, four fights in that time period. And he came back on fire in 2022. I mean, he did drop a split to Jamie Malarkey. I honestly thought he won that fight, uh, but it was very close. Um, and I just think the guy has been looking actually better in a lot of areas where um, – where people, uh, where he struggled historically, right? So uh, he stuffed a lot of takedowns versus Patrick. He stuffed a lot of takedowns versus D. Casey. That's been a big problem of his. Jamie Malarkey, um, you know, drop he 
dropped him at the end of round one, was winning round two. Everyone was writing MJ off. And then he comes back and he's the one winning round three, which he never does. This guy always has a terrible round three. So uh, MJ has actually been looking, you know, better as of lately. Um, now CDF has not fought in a, a year and a half, right? He is now 38 years old. Um, he is not training at Fortis MMA for this camp. He's training at his own, uh, jiu-jitsu gym, uh, down in South Texas. So no idea what kind of, uh, of pros he's training with there. And if you're looking at the line minus 163 for CDF, you're, you're thinking, oh, he ha- he's going to need to wrestle to cover that price tag. It's very unlikely that he's going to cover that, uh, striking with MJ. Um, so if you look at, you know, you're thinking, oh, CDF, he's a great grappler. He surely he's wrestled a lot throughout his career. He has only hit takedowns in three UFC fights, guys. One, Colton Smith back in the day, 2014, took down Kyle Nelson ultimate two fighter, times. Ultimate, ultimate fighter winner, Colton Smith. Amazing. Um, I, don't like, I don't even know who that guy is. But wait, MJ won, didn't he? Didn't he? Win? Yeah. Oh, no, he got not. Didn't no. he lose to Tony Ferguson? Tony Ferguson won that shit. Yeah, but then, they, um, but then they fought afterwards, and I was in attendance. That was the day that, that I think that was the day when Nate Diaz choked out Jim Miller at an event, and uh, what's his name broke his arm. Tony Ferguson. Really? All right, interesting. Yeah, I, was in, I was in the um, Prudential Center. That was the last time I went to Newark, uh, uh, on my own will, like you know, so on my own two feet. Got it. The times I got dragged. Um, we're gonna fact check that. We're gonna see if that's real. Um. I don't believe it was, um, but we'll see about that. Um, Yo, bro, anyway, it's fucking real. It's on Cinco de Mayo, uh, 2012. It, we got lit as fuck that day. It was Diaz versus uh, Jim Miller. It was on Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He beat Tony Ferguson. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, now that we got past that history lesson. Um, so what I was saying something about, oh yeah, CDF, he's only wrestled, uh, and then he, he wrestled to beat uh, Anthony Pettis, he wrestled to beat Kyle Nelson. So, you know, in three out of his 13 UFC fights, he's wrestled offensively. And it's just not something that he's super reliable to do. So if you're laying this juice on CDF, I would want to be pretty damn sure that he is coming in here with his wrestling shoes on to get the fight to the floor, where he should have a, just a massive advantage over MJ. Um, but, you know, with a year and a half off, at the age of 38, Training at his uh, at a new gym with you know an unknown situation in the pros. There's no chance that he could be getting as good training down there as he was at Fortis. There's just too many red flags for CDF. So I see a guy who's been surging lately in MJ. I see him at plus money. I see this matchup being uh, not too bad for him. Obviously, if he ends on bottom, it's going to be pretty bad. But I, I, I trust him to to maneuver around the cage, land some good shots as he always does. And he always had a, a good first layer of takedown defense. It's just th- those chain shots, uh, which is, you know, CDF's type of wrestling. So I don't know. I like uh, MJ for like a unit bet on this one. I cannot believe I cannot believe you said MJ is fucking surging. He's surging, bro. He's 21 and 18. He had a five. Yeah, he had a fire. He had a fire. Twenty twenty two could have been three and zero. Uh, and this motherfucker is surgeon. Um, Probably not even training. <laughs> he has been plus EV in three of his fights in a row. I'll tell you that. That's for damn sure. Um, <coughs> that is true. That um, is true. There we go. He also lost to Clay Guida as like a minus two fifty. That was a bad look. I am concerned about that fight. I'm actually gravely concerned about that one. Um, but um. As my boy Sriram pointed out, uh, Clay Guida has better cardio than CDF does. So um, next fight, uh, welterweight division, 
Also harmless. Also harmless. Uh, Andre Fiala taking on Joaquin Buckley. Line for this one. Buckley minus 210. Fiala plus 180. Big steam on Buckley in the early week. Went from minus 160 to minus 210. Uh, I guess it's about right. I don't know, though. At this price, so this is another situation with some red flags. Uh, Joaquin Buckley coming off a knockout loss. Uh, moving down in weight class here. Uh, has been knocked out in the UFC a few times now. Kevin Holland, Alessio DiCurco, Chris Curtis got him. Um, and I like the over one and a half in this fight and the goes the distance because the way I was watching these guys fight is Buckley. Uh, just if you just think how he fights, this guy's always skirting around the outside. He comes into the pocket with his short little arms and he throws like a three or four punch combination. And then he immediately exits the pocket. He circles around. He comes in and out. That's what he does the entire fight. He darts in and out. It was working well against Chris Curtis until it wasn't uh, until he got hit with the shot and put out there. Uh, but I just think that that type of style is going to be good for the over here, because if you guys know Fialo, he's kind of heavy on his feet. He doesn't really kick much. He doesn't use a lot of movement. He kind of just plants his feet and boxes so if Buckley is darting in and out I, I don't see Fialo having the footwork to track him down to bring these exchanges so I think the Fialo is going to reserve to counter striking looking to land a shot on Buckley when he comes in and um, I just think that both these guys will have some competitive striking exchanges uh, and I think it should go over one and a half um, because Fialo been knocked out tw twice in a row but it took some big big shots to finally put him away there I think that uh, I think if this one is finishing under one and a half, it's actually going to be Fialo the one KOing him. Um, so yeah, I one unit on over one and a half, and then uh, 0.4 units on goes the distance, uh, plus 230 on that. Good. So uh, yeah, I just like this one to go long. I guess Buckley should win by decision or something, but uh, any thoughts for you here? Okay, okay, yeah. Like, you know, this this fight I'm mildly interested in. You know, I do like that over lean uh, as well. You know, I'm kind of just looking at this fight thinking, Hey, Buckley, going down to 170, right? So his biggest advantage at 185 was speed. Like, you know, he's he's pretty quick, move, moving consistently. Um, Didn't have to cut the weight, right? So, you know, he could rely on his gas tank a bit. But like you said, a lot of the times, like some of the punches that he throws, right? And you see it from his um, hats, right? Just like the accuracy. He's just always missing, right? And that obviously also because the guys are a lot taller. But he's not very sharp with his strikes. The placement of his punches is not his strongs. You know, there's some guys that are very, right, you know, precise and things like that. And I would actually put Andre Fiala more in that camp of, you know, he's a lot more thoughtful about where his punches are going, which punch he's throwing next, you know, all these kinds of things, right? You saw in like the um, Miguel uh, Baeza fight, Baeza's catching him early on. And then the 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 tempo or like the you know the sentiment of the fight the the energy of the fight changes very quickly once like Fialo either I don't know what adjustment he made but he just started firing off these strikes way sharper and maybe like just slightly right after um, uh, Baeza was so he was just not waiting and kind of just countering right away. Uh, so I think that could be potentially something good here. You did, I, I, I do think that that's kind of what happened with Chris Curtis. Like Chris Curtis was like taking all these shots on his gloves, on his shoulders, on his arms. And then when he's ready to kind of like fire back, he was kind of landing a bit and then obviously ended up, you know, catching him with, with a shot to knock him out. Um, so Fialo, you know, he does have his hands up often, right? You saw that with the, the Salikov, you know, fight even. When he got like spin kicked, it was kind of like, you know, his hands were there, but it was like he, he didn't even know where to put them. Or I don't know if it like mildly deflected off his arm. 
and it still knocked him out. But that was still a bad beatdown. Don't get me wrong. And that is concerning to me. Like the thing that the shots that he took against Sheikh Matthews and the shots that he took against Salikov um doesn't inspire me that much to to want to back him. But I do think he'll probably be a little bit more defensively responsible. Like I said, he does he's a sole starter sometimes as well. I mean, he's a sole starter. He got bad cardio. There's a lot of things that are not good about this guy. Um, so I don't think I'm going to invest in him, you know, you know, take him, but I do kind of want to bet that over a little bit because Buckley, you know, maybe he tries to wrestle a little bit. Obviously guys not got no submission game, but maybe he tries to wrestle a little bit, conserve the gas tank, not as hyperactive. And even if he doesn't, like I said, the guy's just not that accurate with his, with his strikes. Um, and I do feel Fialo is going to be comfortable in there probably. Maybe throw a few more kicks and stuff. Maybe both these guys might go more into kick range, you know, and kind of kick at each other a little bit. You know, we do have Southpaw versus Orthodox here as well. Um, you know, Buckley does have a reach advantage. So I really? do like that. Ray he doesn't. Does? He's 76. I mean, Fialo has a long reach, but yeah, Buckley's is like an inch, like an inch and a half uh, longer. Yeah. So I think we could see this be a little bit more a kick range early, up a little bit later. Um, but uh, both guys have definitely flaws. But I mean, Buckley is their favorite for sure. These boys were born three weeks apart from one of each other in '94. Um, money line wise, though, I really think Buckley at minus two hundred is a bad bet. So I can't fault anyone taking the Fialo bet. Um, so enough said about that one, though. Women's division next. Uh, this is actually a catchweight fight at one hundred and twenty pounds. Apparently, Emily Ducati taking on Lupita Godinez. Odds for this one, Godina is minus 153, Ducati plus 133. I'll pass it right back to you, Ozzy. Yeah. Uh, your girl Godina is back in action. Any faith in her this time around? Yeah, like my girl Minabay said, you know, I talk shit about uh, women's MMA fights, but I like betting on them. And that is very true. But I respect the women's game. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's made me a lot. Um, it's just frustrating when, like, you see these girls make these mistakes. You're like, ah, oh, God, like, this is such a simple one. Um, which is why I try to get more women to, 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 to fight MMA, but they're not that interested. Um, but, uh, but getting into this fight, you got two girls here. You know, Emily Dakota is very well-rounded. Um, you know, she, she wrestled in, like, college, right, which is nuts. Um, you know, has a little bit of jiu-jitsu, you know, and, but her kickboxing is what she does best, right? She mixes in her kicks very, very well, right? Throws low calf kicks, throws uh, kicks to the body, has a head kick even as well um in her repertoire uh so i think i mean i think this fight is gonna be pretty i, I pretty close overall just because godinez yeah i love her grappling i think you know her her takedowns are really good um overall and like when she gets it on the ground uh you know she does some some decent work but like i feel this girl does make some bad decisions as well in 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 in, in the in the cage i wish she made more bad decisions outside of the cage so you know i could potentially have a chance but inside the cage you know she she makes i feel some mental errors um this fight is again like just six weeks uh after the last one you know she did say like right it was annoying when she said for the angela hill fight that oh i took it on very short notice and this and that all these kinds of things and she's doing it again she's doing it exactly again against emily ducati um catchway fight fucking you know like 10 days notice, something like that. And you're fighting a girl who, you know, she could probably take a lot of the stuff that happened in the Angela Hill fight from both. I mean, both these girls, uh, you know, uh, recently fought Angela Hill. But I think she could take a lot from that. 
from both her loss and uh, Lupi's loss and implement that into, you know, a, a, a better game plan overall. So even though I like Lupi Godin, I think that Adi Patechi has the wrestling up on her feet. And when she is on her feet, I think she can do much more damage overall, much some attritional work as well. I hope I'm wrong, honestly. Loopy fucking re-naked chokes her in a minute. But I think I, I would probably side with the Emily Ducati if I had to. I'm not betting on this fight. Again, I need a preface. This is a theme on this one. But I would probably lean, if I got like plus 120 or better, I would lean towards Emily Ducati. Well, she's plus 130. Plus 130, excuse me. My bad. So I meant uh, above one plus 130. I'd take uh, Emily Ducati. Um. Looking now, Loopy fought Sam Hughes twice in the amateurs, Jamie Lemon Horse twice as well. Uh, tough strength to schedule, man. Loopy, I feel like her career management has actually been really bad. Um, like, just like you were just saying, taking this fight on short notice, she comes in the, uh, the UFC uh, on short notice against Penny, loses, gets a win against Juarez Gomez, and then a week later, literally a one week later, takes a fight up a weight class against some unknown Brazilian women and takes He's a ball. She's bugging. This, this, yeah, she's bugging. And then, and she fought again f- five weeks after that fight. Um, so I feel like career-wise, she needs to make some better decisions. That Calvillo fight was not exactly like an easy fight. I mean, she had gotten, she got jabbed up in that fight, bro. She was eating jabs from from Calvillo left and right. She got hit a hundred and four times in that fight. Um, fifty-eight strikes to the head. So I mean, like. I don't know, bro. It seems pretty stupid. What I'm trying to tell you, and Ducati is, I mean, this bitch be putting out, you know, she, she, she puts out strikes. Yeah, she puts out strikes. She throws she throws hands. She throws leg kicks. Uh, honestly, on the feet, I think I think Loopy is kind of like sloppy, and she's kind of relying on like a big strike here and there. Um, Calvillo also hit her with 16 out of 20 leg kicks. So I think on the feet, it probably will favor Ducati, just, you know, pumping out more volume, maybe being a little bit quicker. Uh, and Loopy's going to likely have to wrestle to cover this price tag, which she has done successfully a few times against Loma, against Juarez, against uh, Carnelosi. Um but then she 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 hit a takedown in round one against Angela Hill, and then it, it won her the round, and then she didn't shoot any more takedowns the rest of the fight. It kind of strange decision-making in there. So Loopy kind of fights like an idiot. Um, I do have a bet on this fight, and it is uh, Godinez plus 925 for ITD. I just think that that's kind of a crazy line. I mean, they have Ducati ITD at plus 285, and they have Godinez at plus 925. Well, I feel like... If anyone's finishing this fight, I think it's going to be a Godinia sub. Uh, so um, not not a bad stab on the ITD there. I mean, it's definitely not going to hit, but, uh, you know, you have a chance to make nine times your money. Uh, so I'll throw a small bet on that. Um, also, also, just to add, Emily Ducati also has had a pretty insane, I mean, a pretty great strength of schedule. She's fought. She's got no cupcakes on hers. Yeah. So she's tough. That's true. She's a tough girl. Um. Yeah, so if, if if you're making me do a pick, you're making me do a pick in this one, I'll pick Godinez. But I honestly kind of hope she loses. Um, so uh, I definitely wouldn't. This is not a woman I would advise laying chalk on. If you want to lay chalk on a woman, lay it on my girl, Carolina Kovacavich. But pass on this one, guys. I just um, don't think she necessarily has like a you know great uh, wrestling advantage here. Godinez? Yeah, really, I, 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 like, 
Ducati's wrestling is not that bad. No, it's not bad. He fought a lot of grapplers. Kanak- He's fought a lot Kanako of Murata took her down, right? Um, yeah, like no, no terrible women. I looked her up though after you yeah. said that. Uh, she w- in college. She went six and seventeen yeah. on the wrestling team. Yeah, she wasn't good. She wasn't good. <laughs> Um, but um, but but I will say Godinas Godinas does have good grappling. I like her grappling once she gets attached to you. But I think some maybe closing the distance could be. We'll see. Well, yeah, she doesn't really keep women down. She had to take Silvana Gar- Gomez Juarez down five times in in one round just to submit her. Damn, bro, uh, Ducati's training with Sam Hughes and Jinyu Fry. That's a hell of a combination right there. I don't know, bro. I, I feel like actually, I, I feel like Ducati's got this one in the bag after seeing. And she it. is a ninety. She is a ninety-four baby. Really younger and than yeah. You know, Lupi's Lupi's. Odina is like ninety-six so. or some shit, isn't she? She's young. Ninety-three. No, she's ninety. Oh wow. Um. All right. Uh, enough about that one. Not not the worst women's fight. Co-main event time. Uh, premier division in the UFC middleweight division time. Anthony Hernandez, Edmund Shabazian, line for this one. Fluffy minus one ninety-one. Shabazian plus one sixty-six. I forget whose turn. I think it's my turn to talk. No, I think it's me. Okay, you go ahead. Yeah, so I didn't see his fight coming. I didn't think they were going to put Edmund in with a guy who could just make him like really regret his decision to be an MMA fighter. Um, But but here we are. And, I mean, Edmund, I got to give Edmund credit, man. Edmund changed it up now recently, right? He's apparently sparring with everybody, right? You know, Sean Strickland's talking about, you know, all this stuff. So he's out of his comfort zone overall. And the guy's got skills. But, and he's been in with a lot of good, right? Derek Brunson. He's been in with uh, Brad Tavares, right? A favorite of yours. He's been in there with uh, Jack Hermanson, obviously. So, you know, in the 15 fights that he's had, a bunch of them were easy ones, right? In that, uh, whatever the hell that California promotion is called. What a CX... F, they they be fixing fights in one of those things. By the way, once he got into UFC, he's only fought pretty solid guys overall for the most part here and there. Um, you know the the fact that he had to fight Imavov after getting destroyed by Brunson and uh, Hermanson, I thought was crazy. But here, you know, he's fighting a guy just uh, endless ga- gas tank and Fluffy Hernandez, a great grappling game, you know, to go with it, uh, an intelligent grappling game, you know, in the positions that he. Uh, commits to and looks to you know uh, attack from and maintain and kind of like go back and forth from but you know on the feet obviously he's a little bit open right he's a little bit reckless at times he's kind of I feel gauging that based on how he feels like the energy levels are from the other guy Um, and he kind of like looks to you know kind of choose his techniques due to that but you know other if you look at the Hadolfo fight, you look at Josh Fram, you know, MAB, they're not the craziest win, you know, if we're being honest, right? Hadolfo, he got him, he was seven fights in, you know, he gassed, like, choked. It was a great fight, don't get me wrong, choked. But, you know, he has good fight wins on his, like, park and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is, it's not like Fluffy's been beating up on top 15 guys, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to, even though he's looked amazing in all the wins that he's posted, I don't want to overrate it like a crazy amount because I do think that there are some, you know, holes in his game that it's not that they're easy to exploit. It's that like the only way for you to beat them is if you exploit those. Right. So it's like if you're half, you know, you got half a brain, you know, you know, kind of like where this guy's going to go and what your counters need to be and your strikes and kind of stuff like that. Edmund, he is good in space. 
He does throw some some good kicks overall, has a good uppercut. But I just feel he just takes the back foot a little bit too much when um, you know, when given the opportunity, basically, right? When it, if the other guy's like being like very very energetic and stuff like that, you know, he'll he'll look to counter and he'll look to find the, the the shot. And I don't think that's a good strategy against Fluffy Hernandez, especially in the small cage as well. Um, you know, maybe Edmund I think could be competitive a little bit early. Right with the grappling exchanges, digging for underhooks, you know, similar to the Nasser Dean fight, similar to even the Jack Hermanson fight. But at the end of the day, there is no nothing Edmund can do. I think to get the grit and the conditioning and the cardio that Anthony Hernandez does does have. So I feel at some point Anthony Hernandez takes him down, double single leg, puts starts putting the ground and pound on him. You know, wilts this guy, and I think he's gonna get a finish in like the third round. So we'll see. We'll see if it comes about. Maybe the second round if it starts off faster. But I think this should be a good scrap overall. It should be entertaining. Both guys are going to go for it. Um, two young, younger guys as well, you know, in the middleweight division. So, Fluffy, 93, man. Let's get that win. There's no... Uh-oh, what just happened? You're back. Um, I just heard the Discord noise for some reason. Um, this fight is going to be entertaining. There's no way that Anthony Hernandez fights cannot be entertaining. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, you do have to appreciate grappling. Um, but man, this guy is this guy's really good. And uh, I saw a thread from from Fino. Uh, I, I retweeted it earlier today, but he just posted a bunch of clips of Fluffy. And you know, this guy's a grinder. He's a grappler, but he knows how to set up the takedowns really well. He knows how to to disguise the the shot with some strikes, you know, get you against the cage, throw some strikes, get you thinking about the strikes to the head and then shoots on your legs. And he's really good at doing that. And this guy's cardio is just unstoppable, bro. This guy seriously has some of the the craziest cardio I've ever seen. Maybe he's just displayed it against some worse opponents, but man, this guy just seems like he can go all day and you know, nothing's going to stop him until he gets to his hand raised. Um, even his, even his losses in the UFC, uh, Kevin Holland. And then he had one other one, right? Uh, oh, Marcus Perez, bro. I really think those are kind of like fluke losses in, in retrospect. I think he gas pedals, both those guys more often than not, you know, especially Kevin Holland, who we've seen, uh, do really bad against wrestlers. Um, so, I agree with what Ozzy was saying about this fight being competitive early. I think while Edmund is fresh, he will present some problems at distance and even in the clinch, maybe defending a takedown or two. But if Edmund doesn't finish him in the first round, I think Anthony is going to drown him in the second or third. And I think Anthony's uh, second and third round props are really, really good here. You can see them on some books, uh, plus 450, 475, um, and then they have round three, 900 on, on, uh, on, DraftKings, uh, I think those are really good, bro. I really think it's going to be probably round three for Hernandez here. Uh, and they're giving you plus 900 on that. I love that. I really think the money line is getting to be good as well. I mean, when I saw this fight uh, a week ago and it was Edmund minus – or. Uh, Hernandez minus 300. I didn't really think there was anything wrong with that. And people are just loving Shabazian this week. Uh, so I think I'll probably end up with a bet on Hernandez here. If this price stays under minus 200, I think he wins this fight uh, at more of like a 70 to 75% range instead of, you know, 65 where the line is currently at. So I like fluffy here, fluffy round two, round three uh, would be pretty surprised to see this one hit the cards. Um, and yeah, let's hope we get that round three plus 900. So that is going to take us to that main event. Highly, highly anticipated fight here. 
women's strawweight division. Uh, one of my favorites, Angela Hill, taking on one of Ozzy's favorites, Mackenzie Dern. Dern minus 171, Angela Hill plus 146. So, man, I've got some I've got some thoughts on this one. Uh, and my thoughts are that Angela's going to win. I just think that this is her time. Uh, you know, Mackenzie Dern's main events have not gone too well for her to start. And I really think we should look at those fights, guys. Marina Rodriguez and Yan Shannon. Uh, Going into those fights, Dern was, you know, minus 200 versus both of them. And people are thinking, man, Marina has looked horrible on bottom. She got taken down and destroyed by a few women. Carlos Barza, uh, even Cynthia Calvillo got her down. Uh, you could say the same about Yan Shenna and Carlos Barza ran through on the mat. Everyone's thinking, man, with how bad these women have looked on bottom, Dern should be able to get on top and easily win. And she manages to lose both of those fights um, because... Guys, let's face it, Dern's MMA skill is not good. In terms of blending the striking with the footwork, with the wrestling, it's not good, and it doesn't really seem like it's gotten that much better. I remember she hit that one single leg takedown versus Nina Ansarov, and I was thinking, man, she actually looks good. Maybe she learned how to wrestle. The answer is no. Uh, and if you just look at look at uh, Marina Rodriguez's last fight against Verna Jandradopa, I mean, three takedowns is all it takes. This woman cannot get up off her back. And, you know, Mackenzie just can't do that because her wrestling stinks. And it doesn't seem like she's actually getting any better at that wrestling. And with her now talking about her changing camps and switching gyms and being a single mother, going through a divorce, do you guys really think that her wrestling is going to get better through all that? Yes. No, fuck yes. no. You're deluding yes. yourself. You're deluding yourself. Yes. Ozzy's going to tell you that, that Dern deserved a 10-8 and it should have been a draw against Yan Shannon. That is correct. But, that is a fact. No, no, no. Um, but but Angela, like she's actually been looking better in terms of her takedown defense. Uh, I just think that you know she she's a very very seasoned striker. Arshid, will team. this fight hit the ground? Um, yeah, probably. But I think that that I think it's gonna be like like at the in the last like minute or two and Duran's going to run out of time and it's kind of the same thing with happened with Mar Marina right she lost round 1 she gets the fight on round 2 on the floor she's in mount and then the round ends and then she's fucked because she can't get the fight back to the floor so yeah i think it'll end on the floor once or twice Duran might win a round or two but i think that the minute winner as we like to say in this fight will be Angela Hill by putting motherfucking hands on Mackenzie Duran by touching her face uh and i think that Duran after he eating some punches here after the the fight not going her way. She's going to be thinking about all the shit that's going on in her life. That she's got no coach. Her husband left her. This oh. and that. Her 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 child's waiting at home. Uh, you know, it, it's it's Angela Hill season, guys. Uh, I'm not going to bet on her because every time I bet on Angela Hill, she loses. Um, and uh, maybe maybe I will. I don't know. I don't know, guys. But th this fight is just Angela, bro. I mean, she's got good energy. She's much more attractive than Mackenzie Dern. She's a better fighter. She's better at MMA. Uh, and that's that's all we need to talk about. The I mean, does anybody yeah. actually does that? Wait, Ozzy, do you actually think that Mackenzie Dern is better at MMA than no, Angela? At, at winning at MMA? Yeah. No, no, that's not the question. Is is she better at MMA? No, it doesn't matter, bro. It doesn't matter who's better at MMA. It better it matters who wins. That's what matters. Well, well, we well we want to talk about is in the numbers. I don't know if Mackenzie Dern is sixty three percent better than. Well, Angela does Hill, it, but... do you do you need to be do you need to be better than someone at MMA to be a favorite over them? Um. Oh. Not not, not no. typically. Not right not then. typically. But right, majority then. of the time. All right then. So your your point is void.
Anyway, okay. So I love Angela. About this fight, you like Angela Hill. Angela Hill, she knows how she needs to win this fight. She knows how to win. She needs to win any fight, all her fights from the beginning of time. And the fact remains, the woman is 15 and 12. Okay, she is a female Michael Johnson, but she's surging, as Martian will try <laughs> to point out. But she beat who she beat in her last two fights, Martian. Either Cotty, Cotty and Loopy and Loopy. Okay. Respectable women, bro. Loopy, short notice, San Diego, you know, her this woman's hometown, blah, 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 whatever. Either way, the fact that Emily Ducati at no point tried to take Angela Hill down, or, you know, like outside the first round. I mean, she, that, she didn't really barely tried. Oh, wait, Ducati? I'm sorry. Yeah, Ducati. Ducati tried, she, they, they, uh, credit her with a takedown. She never tried to take her down, really. Um and uh Godina's I don't know what the hell happened to her because she should have after that first round I was like eh, okay like what are you gonna you know let's get another takedown here let's get it but then she got taken down so that was funny but I just feel at some point dude the fight's gonna hit the ground and Angela's gonna get submitted dude it, like I I just I I really feel that way and Mackenzie's Dern's biggest enemy is the clock it's not Angela Hill it's the clock um. It's herself. Maybe it's her. she's her biggest enemy. She probably is. She's probably a bad girl. But either way, the fight's gonna hit the ground, and this girl's gonna get choked because Angela Hill, dude. Even though at some point she survived and stuff like that, I just feel that it's not gonna happen, dude. I know some people that used to train with her when she was out, and it's just not happening, dude. I don't. I think she's getting submitted. Like I'm gonna call a second round submission, Mackenzie Dern. Be my call. How how is Mackenzie gonna get the fight to the floor? Do you did you watch the Tisha Torres fight? I did. I'm just I'm just asking you. How do you think she I gets think, it to the I, floor, dude? I just think that at some point Angela Hill's gonna be throwing knees and stuff like that, and then either mm, and then either cool. like like a Muay Thai clinch, and uh, either Dern's gonna like grab one of her legs and she's gonna fall down, or she's gonna kind of like just wrap us around her like a body lock and then just kind of like you know wrench her over, jump on her back. That's that's a good that's a good read the with the the clinch, um, yeah I mean that's possible I mean the the look Angela Hill's gonna be active like Angela Hill's the kind of girl that like let's say Mackenzie grabs like a single leg like Angela's gonna be trying to hit her with like an elbow back fist you know punching her so I could see her Mackenzie at some point um, yeah, it would be I, funny I if she dropped Mackenzie and favorite. then and then jumped in her guard and got submitted I would not would don't put funny. that don't put that past uh, Angela Hill. You know, I mean, if we're being serious, I mean, Dern probably does deserve to be favored 55 percent ish uh, just because she needs a lot less to go right to win the fight. Angela Hill is likely going to need like 25 minutes of stuff and takedowns outstriking, avoiding the ground. A lot's going to have to go right for her while Dern just needs to end up on top. At one That's moment the other thing that I'm saying, like, even if you look at that loopy fight, bro, like that fight just became just like a mess overall. And um, I just feel in the fight, like where Angela's really actually look, trying to land on Mackenzie, it's just to me too much opportunity. Take it um, you think you're going to bet anything on this fight? Uh, absolutely not. I'm not watching. <laughs> I, I was telling you about this. I got, I'm doing stuff on Saturday. I'm not watching this fight. Maybe I'll catch like the last, like maybe like two, three fights if they have it in a certain location. But otherwise, I'm not, dude. Very bad. Very bad uh, fight card. You'll you'll tune in just to see Angela win forty nine forty six. Honestly, I won't really, I won't, I won't really mind. But you know, the next day will be Gemini season, so I'll I'll put it behind. 
I won't. I won't take a. I won't take a May twentieth after. Uh, after it's over. Yeah. I'm locking in some bets right now on Anthony Hernandez round two, round three. Those bets are definitely going to win. So you guys should join along in those. Um, but that's going to do it for us uh, this week. Um, we are off next week. Memorial Day, as you were saying, Dana White loves his country and he's uh, giving everyone the week off. We'll be back before the UFC on June 3rd. So hope you all have a good one. Hope you all have a good uh, start to your Gemini season. You particularly, Ozzy. And uh, we will see you all before the next UFC card. Peace out, everyone. 